Flip, I got to tell you, I've been in a good mood for about a week now. Uh, I think you know why, right? Because uh, you haven't seen me. <laughs> we haven't seen each other. I'm seeing you every morning on our uh, Zoom meetings. Are you kidding me? Uh, the Zoom meetings. <laughs> you know. No, no, I'm in a good mood because yeah, why? it's been a while. It yeah. was touch and go. Uh, yeah. but oh, baseball's baseball. back. Of course, baseball's back. What was I thinking? I was I was kind of locked into the the Zoom, you know, uh, senior staff meeting. Uh, and I don't want any seniors out there writing me saying I'm attacking seniors, <laughs> staff. Believe me, it is a senior staff meeting. I mean, senior in in, uh, in experience is what it means. But any which way, um, I'm excited too. I can't wait to for base to see some baseball. And we'll be able to see it over the weekend on Yes. We're starting our coverage. We will be covering uh, what they're calling Summer Camp 2.0, which is spring training, the second part, if you will, of spring training. The, the first part got suspended because of all the, the craziness in the world and everything was going on with COVID-19. And, you know, so obviously the safe thing to do was to suspend spring training, which baseball did. And now we're going to start up again. But, you know, players haven't really had a uh, – I mean, I'm sure they all work out and try to stay in shape, but this is a way for, to formally – try to get everyone in shape and coming from the same place. And that's why they have this extended spring training, if you will, but it's going to be fun. And we will be playing intra-squad games. You know what that means? That means, what does that mean, Kevin? Intra-squad. Intra-squad. That means the Yankees will be playing the Yankees and I'm, my money is on the Yankees. You know what? We'll get a couple of Yankee classics because somebody's going to win called the Yankees. <laughs> but uh, we'll have some fun with that. And then at the, maybe at the end of spring training, at the end of this part of spring training, we'll have some other exhibition games against major league clubs, hopefully. And, uh, you know, and that will be fun too. And then off we go. I mean, we're st- scheduled to start July 23rd with the real season, if you will, the real season. And right. uh, the, although this preseason thing is going to be a lot of fun, it will be nice to see baseball come back. But, the, you know, the, the, in earnest, those 60-game start, uh, actually, I think they start July 23rd, depending on what grouping you're in, right? And the Yankees right. start on the 24th. Right. And, and I want to get into all that. I want to get into what this means for, yes, I want to get into the new rules, which is probably yes. going to be a bulk of our conversation. There's a lot to talk about there. Right. Uh, what the 60-game season means. Right. Um, but first, let's introduce ourselves. How's that? Sure, I'll introduce you and you can introduce me. How's that? Okay, yeah, yeah, let's do that. All right. You have yeah. to say nice things about me, though. It's like the senior staff. <laughs> I was supposed to say. It's oh. like, it's, <laughs> then I'm in trouble. <laughs> uh, so there's Kevin Sullivan across the way from me. We're on Zoom. We're recording on Zoom, which is uh, an incredible, interesting technology that allows you to sort of uh, – it's teleconferencing is what it is. It's, you know, it's like a conference call with, with a picture. And I get to look at Kevin across the way, who's a very accomplished uh, head of digital media for Yes. And before that, he was at the WWE, among places. And he's always distinguished himself wherever he worked. And he's one of the best in the business. And he's a really good guy. And I really enjoy doing these podcasts with him. So that's Kevin Sullivan. And as always, I am uh, usually across the table from Mr. John J. Filippelli. Now it's across the Zoom. Um, You know his name from the end of every Yankees game. You heard Mr. John J. Filippelli, and he is the president of production and programming for the Yes Network, five decades in the business, and I don't think I'm practicing hyperbole when I say a true legend in the business. Well, that's, that's quite an introduction. I mean, I, we should li- stop here and just stop. Stop the whole thing and leave. Done. 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 Okay, Drop folks, the mic. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, wow. 
anyway, thank you. That's very, very yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, well, so. it's true and it's well deserved. Um, but let's get into why they why, why they're listening, why, why they downloaded it. It's about the Yankees, right? Yes, it is. Um, let's talk about the headline. I think the headline is it's a sixty game season, and there's a lot to talk about there. Yeah, Meaning, there, really, there is, there is. Right, so it's a sprint. It's not a marathon anymore. Every well, game matters. Right. Go ahead. You finish. I'm sorry. No, every game matters, and uh, I don't want to steal your thunder because I'm willing to bet you're going to say the same thing. But it's imperative that you get off to a good start. Well, I'll give you an example of something interesting. Uh, last year, the Washington Nationals got lost. But they were like they were like nine and thirty-one after their first forty. Right. They're playing the manager. I mean, they got off to the one of the worst starts in history. And they, after the terrible start, the first 40 games, you know, the next, you know, uh, one about 120 and change because 162 season, right? So, next 122 of games, they were just, they were, you couldn't beat them. And, but they got off to a terrible start. You got to start like this now, you're buried. I mean, you'd be totally buried, especially given it's only a 60 game season. And we were always taught to talk about how, difficult baseball is as a sport because it's so long the crucible of the season is in its length it just is a, it's a bear it just is but you know by playing 60 games that that whole paradigm changes because now it becomes a sprint as you correctly called it it's a sprint instead of a marathon and it's going to be who's out of the gates the fastest and who could just you know maintain stop, stay away from losing streaks because in this scenario you've only, you only have a few games 60 is not a lot of games okay to get into a postseason and it'll be a lot, every game will matter much more than it's ever mattered before so it's going to be a lot of fun to see how this unfolds and you brought up the Nationals according to rumors and we can't confirm this Yankees Nationals opening day I would assume would be Scherzer and Cole well, if that indeed is the, the schedule, it, it, we've heard rumors about it, but we haven't really seen it yet officially. So we I can't we can't really comment on it other than to say if that's right. Yeah, and well, if that would be, I'm sure, Cole and Shears about barring injury you would get. It, you know, Cole is, the, I think, the best pitcher on the planet. And Shears is in the top three or four. So you've got to put him in that conversation for sure. But that's one heck of a mission of a pitching matchup. And of course, Slip, one of the other rules that is new this season, which is quickly becoming one of the more polarizing rules, is teams will begin extra innings with a runner on second base. What are your thoughts there? What else is going on? You got something else? You got nothing on that? No, just keep going. I'm not really wild about it. But no, I mean, I, I get it. Look, there is there is a real emphasis on speeding this game up. And I totally get it. I totally get that. There are times when things could be laborious. Watching a baseball game could be laborious sometimes. But I must tell you, part of the time, I mean, an extra inning sometimes can go on forever. And I mean, I get, I understand all that. But to me, these are all experiments, by the way. They're going to see how this goes. So if they, if the fans really like it and they think it's, it's, it's generating, because it actually puts you in a real sudden death situation, really, right? Although the home team has got to come back. If, you, if you're the visiting team and you score, the home team has to bat. So, yes. I mean, so that takes a little away from this, but I get the idea. You're putting a team in a tremendous advantage to win a game because you're starting at second base, which is a runner in scoring position. And that alone changes so much of this. And so I, there are part of me that says I applaud progression, you know, and I think, I guess it's progressive. And it's part of me because I'm a, I am an old school guy and I do look at baseball a certain way. And again, listen, I love the game, and this may be great for the game. I've got to be sold on. There are a couple of things they've got to sell me on that I just, you know, pitch count the clock on the pitches and things like that. 
they have to really sell me on all this. I mean, I know that they're doing it, and I know some cases it's an experiment, some cases it's kind of baked in already. I get it, but I, uh, I'm, you know, some of it I really like. Some of the stuff I like, some of it I have to be, I have to see more before I, I commit to it that I like it or I don't like it. Right now, it's trending very iffy for me, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I have to preface all of this with, hey, I get that this is a petri dish, as you like to say. This is a place where people can experiment. Um, and I'm going to like 99% of the things that they do. In this instance, like you, I need to see more of it. Um, I'm willing to bet after I see more of it, um, I'm going to be the cranky old man saying, you know, get off my lawn. I don't like this. Um, right. Scoring. I love, like, I, I still score in a scorebook at home and I'm watching. Right. Apparently this is going to be, um, the guy on second is going to be an error, accredited to nobody. And if he scores, it's an unearned run. Like, so the scoring thing is kind of funky to me. Well, it, you know, I get why they would say it's an unearned run. I mean, because I guess when you go to a, an arbitration or you're trying to prove a board, you look at my ERA and your ERA was inflated by something like this where basically a single could beat you, okay? And it could end this. It's possible, depending on who's at bat. Home team's at bat, winning runs at second base, boom, swing, one pitch, single, guy scores from second, game over. Now, everybody gets a conclusion. It's a different kind of conclusion than they've ever faced before, had before. So, you know, listen, if you, like I said, if you're an advocate of the game, uh, sort of the old school, then you will say, I don't like this. If you're a new school, and there's a lot of people that are in new school, and they love the idea of the progression, this is the next step for baseball, and you need to get more progressive about certain things, they are addressing it that way, then then you'll love it. To me, I'm just saying, I'm not, I don't love it, I don't really can't, I don't really hate it. I'm just ambivalent right now. I've got to see it to be sold on it, so we'll see how that goes. But I get what they're trying to do, and that's to shake it up. And they're trying to keep these games to a, a time that there's a conclusion and yet you're not watching a game for five hours if they can help it. That's really where they're going with this. And, and it's understandable, except to me, I can watch baseball all day. I'm just one of those people. And I, I love the game and I love it. I, I kind of like it the way it is. But I also recognize that sometimes change is very good, right? Sometimes change can be good. And some of the changes baseball has undergone in the last 20, 30 years have been very good for the game. So I, I can't sit there and, and judge it and be or be judgmental over it. I don't want to be. But, uh, again, I have to see it, and then I'll, I'll, I'll be able to say with with certain amount of, of affirmation, I either like it or I don't. Great point. I will say when the wild card came into existence, I was the cranky old man then saying, no, this is awful. And guess what? It was awesome. Uh, next up, the trade deadline is set for August 31st. You know, trade deadlines, I think, trades in general are going to be tough in this environment. Uh, you know, you ask one person to move from one organization to another. God forbid they have the virus. They move their family. There's a lot of health concerns here. There's a lot of disruption. Um, where are you on that? Uh, let me just address the, the, the virus thing for a second. Obviously... It's been a terrible thing. It's been a terrible thing for the world, a terrible thing for our country, no doubt. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. Um, and But I applaud baseball. I really do applaud this. They're trying to come up on a schedule, and they're trying to play. Now, who knows where it goes, you know, if, you know, you, as we go along, things can happen, and I don't know. But I will say this. I applaud the effort um, to go back and play. There were certain things, that, labor things, they had to get past, and they did, to baseball's credit. 
Um, to baseball's credit, they're trying to put some kind of season out there. It's no one's fault that this thing has gone on as long as it's gone on because there had to be a certain amount, some safety in this, some level of safety for people to feel like players can feel they can go out and play. And, and there is that. There is some level of safety here for sure. So I know baseball has been vigilant. Everybody's tried really hard. The Players Association, in, in concert with MLB, have tried really hard to figure this out. And the protocols in place are pretty good. They really are. But, you know, things will happen anyway. You know, it's just that's just the nature of what we're up against here. So I'm just happy they're going to get back on the field. I'm happy that they're going to play some ball. I'm happy because this country and our, our country in particular needs a distraction right now against some of the things that are going on in the real world, which are, you know, which are, you know, are, 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 are difficult. And, and we need to have something to look to that is uh, uh, fun and something that we know and we trust and we love and we've grown up with in all cases is baseball. So I'm excited that it's back. I'm excited that we could do the game has the effect on people that it does. And I'm excited that all the, many of these players are coming back to play it. So, you know, it's one thing at a time. You, you can't fix everything in one, one fell swoop. Baseball's trying to address a lot of things, and I give them a lot of credit for it. Some of these things are going to work spectacularly, and some of these things will work less spectacularly. But I give them fact for trying to be open-minded and try things. There I applaud them, totally. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't say it better myself. That was well said. And then after that, when you say, hey, I applaud them. They're trying these things. Uh, they're going to entertain the country. Anything that we follow with now is – you know, secondary. So, you know, on my list here, there's player rules and it includes no spitting, right? Like, do we need to have a conversation about no spitting? No, we really don't. It's kind of like there are things that are just sort of endemic to the, to the, the, the battle we're fighting, you know, on the COVID front. And it says, you know, that's something you shouldn't do. Well, players are it's part of growing up and being a ball player. When I was five years old. I didn't know why I see a player spit. So I'm trying to do the same because I'm five years old. What do I know? And but you grow up with it almost as a habit, and you know habits are old habits are are hard to change. But I guess we're in a new world, and we're and we're facing a new world, and we're facing uh, whatever the new norm is. This will be the new norm in baseball. Will be no spitting. So what used to be part of the culture and just part of what people did, player the players did, will now be you know have to give some thought to, and they will sort of, uh, you know, take some stock and they will come to a different conclusion about spitting and things like that. So there's all kinds of rules and things in place. Uh, some of these things are more interesting than others. Some of them are just common sense. But in the world that we're in right now, common sense has to rule the day. It just has to. Agreed. And uh, in this new norm, as you say, uh, things are going to be new for the Yes Network. Uh, you touched on it a little bit at the top, but uh, I'm hoping, if you don't mind, we could uh, talk about it a little bit more. When uh, Meredith Morakovitz interviewed Brian Cashman this morning, you can find it on yesnetwork.com. Uh, Brian said that players are going to be training as soon as this week. What does that mean for us at Yes? Uh, it means that we will be covering the uh, – they'll be training at Yankee Stadium. We will cover uh, as much of it as we possibly can. Broad coverage will start Sunday. It's, it's either Saturday or Sunday. I'm going to go with now. It's Sunday, July 5th. It's changed a couple of times. As you can imagine, there's a little, people are trying to get their arms and have some certitude here, and it's not easy. There's so, just so many moving parts, and it is a fluid situation. So, But let's so right now it's Sunday, and we would be on, I would think, 5 o'clock. We will cover about two hours of the practice, and then there will be an intra-squad game at 7, 
something like that. We will announce it on yes when we when it's when it's firm. Right now it's just pending, and we're working on it. And uh, but that's kind of our plan. And then every night, same thing, five o'clock to basically probably nine o'clock at night. Those four hours will be consist of us covering what's going on in the field. You know, the batting practice, the infield practice, the you know pitchers stretching out in the pen. Uh, you know, whatever player interviews we can glean as players are taking breaks from the, the training. We'll have that as well. Meredith will be conducting interviews so that we can roll in and stuff. So we will be covering that pretty much every day until. We get to the opener when you know we or the week before when we we're playing some more exhibition games, but they will be against major league teams. It's not a stretch to figure out who that would be, duh, right? Think it through, and uh, at least one of the opponents. So, <laughs> and then we'll take it from there. And then we'll start the season on the twenty third, and it's and uh, it'll be if it is Washington, and it very well could be, although I, it's not firm, but it very well they're leading that way. If it is that, what a pitching matchup that would be. So. Washington is the defending champions. But, again, that's part of the geographic realignment that the Yankees are in. I mean, they're in a very tough division now. It's not just the Red Sox anymore and the improved Blue Jays, who are, believe me, I, I love the Blue Jays. A lot of people don't, I mean, but I do. because oh, I, pitching. Yeah, they need help for sure. Yeah. But they, their everyday players are going to be great. They got four or five kids, kids are that are just terrific. Some of them with major league, you know, uh, major league pedigrees because of course of the fathers and played in the big league. So it's going to be exciting to watch, you know, the Bagwell, the watch Guerrero and, you know, some of the other young players. BGL, yeah. yeah. BGL, right. The killer bees, be sure Bagwell. And, uh, and, uh, and so it's, it's exciting to see that team. Guerrero, as I mentioned, is a, a superstar in waiting. He's, you know, he starts to fill out, grow up. He's going to be, he's going to be some star. He's a great player. And uh, as soon as them, you know, the Red Sox are, you know, they're such a struggle a little bit. They're in a rebuilding thing, but they're still the Red Sox. They're still formidable. But then you got some of the best teams in the National League. The Phillies, you know, the Nationals, you know, the Mets are pretty good. You know, Mets are good. They're dangerous, the Mets. So, I mean, all of a sudden you've got them in the division and nothing is a gimme. You know, it just isn't. So it's going to be fun. And Tampa Bay, I don't want to forget Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay might be, is an elite team now. They've got terrific talent and they've got a great farm system that keeps cranking it out. So the Yankees are in a, uh, it's hardly a gimme for them. This is a tough division they're in. Well, that's a good point. Tampa Bay, um, they have this way of manipulating, and that's the wrong word, but figuring out how to work the system, whether it's bullpen starters, you know, that type of thing. And in the shorter season, I wonder if, hey, they fi- figure out how to get out to a hot start, then it's just catch me if you can. Well, that's going to be the key this whole season is who gets off to a hot start. As I mentioned before, the national start of the season, was it 931 or something like that, uh, they were just dreadful, <laughs> dreadful. Well, is that right? 931? Does that sound right? Uh, something like If you chat more, I could look it up. I would appreciate that because I want to be accurate here. That, I mean, their start was just abysmal. It was awful. And they wound up winning the World Series, you know. So basically, after a terrible start, they sort of gelled and and they uh, never looked back. They've been that stronger team and got a lot of young, a lot of young players, and they're fun to watch. And uh, anyway, so Yankees have all of a sudden that if that stays that way, now again, they may scrap this after a year. We'll see how it goes. It's a good, it's a good experiment to see. They've talked about geographical realignment for a really long time. Now this is their chance to do it, and we'll see where it goes. But I mean, I love it. I, per, per, I mean, I just love it. I mean, the idea that you can go on a road trip, start in Boston, end up in Florida, Tampa, whatever, and, and you know, you've seen everybody. Or you can go as far south as Washington and see nearly everybody. And if you're a fan, that's great. Just open your car. You could do that once, you know, once, of course, the gates are open and we can actually have fans back in the game. And that's not right now, but it will be at some point someday soon, hopefully. And we'll take it from there. 
And you don't have to go to Seattle. Well, what is the best part of this? Is that <laughs> all right? So Washington. I like it's a nice city. So it's just far from every place. That's all. It's just far. Yeah, yeah. After sixty games last year, Nationals were twenty-seven and thirty-three. Um, after sixty games, where were they after forty though? All right, let me get you there. I was just doing sixty only because that's how long this season is. After forty, they were sixteen and twenty-four. Okay, they were sixteen and twenty-four after forty. Do you know what they were after thirty? 19 uh after 50 they were 19 and 31 that's what you're talking about i think um, so after 20 or 30 we'll go with 20 30. what were the first 20 games 10 and 10 10 and 10 and how about the first 20 10 and 10 <laughs> <laughs> you carry the one flip yeah it's carry the one it's like me in kindergarten <laughs> yeah, after, yeah. <laughs> After 30, they were 13 and 17. So they took that. Well, they got up to a slow start. Is that fair? Yeah. To say? That's fair yeah. to say. Uh, I thought it was a lot worse than that. I don't know why I came up with the number I came up with. No, but... it was awful. They were going to fire the manager. Yes. <laughs> and then they didn't. And then for them, for their sake, it worked out great. But they've, you know, listen, you have a lot of young talent on teams. And sometimes it takes time for young talent to, co to coalesce and to grow and to, you know, get to a point where they're, they could be dominant. Yeah, that's what you hope for when you have young, young pitching. You really hope for that. So, I mean, Steven Strasburg is not a young pitcher, but Steven Strasburg is a great pitcher, and he had a fabulous year, and he he helped carry them to where they got. So, you're not going, especially in the postseason, you need two dominant starters. You have got to have. You get two dominant starters, you win. The, you could win the World Series, but that's what it takes. Two dominants is short seven games. If if in fact it goes that far, four out of seven. That you need two really strong starting pitchers that you could go to almost all the time in, in a series of that length because one of them should be pitching almost all the time. I mean, you're not going to get – you don't have to add a starter. You're going to have to add one, maybe two. But for the most part, you can get two starts at least out of each of those guys. And if you're the Nationals, you know, get it out of Scherzer and you get it out of Strasburg, at least two, that's four of the seven right there. You know, and if you need them in relief to be long relief, I mean, you've seen some of the great appearances in baseball history. You know, Baumgartner did it. Grover Cleveland Alexander did it. Came out of the bullpen after being masterful as starters and were asked to basically pitch their team to a championship and get, you know, five innings worth of outs or six innings worth of outs, and they did it. And that, that's how legends are built. That's how you build a legend in a player. It's some performance along those lines. It's just amazing. But Strasburg did it. Strasburg's an amazing pitcher really is so they got a great team but you know the yankees have a lot of talent the yankees have a lot of talent you know you tarnaka has to pitch well and paxton have to pitch well they're in their walk gears if you will i don't know that they'll even go anywhere but but i'm just saying that you know for the purposes of their contracts and going forward they're going to want to have their best years if they can uh, and and they're both very good talented and paxton had a great second half great last year and tanaka's been a horse tanaka's a star Stud, you know, he is. And uh, and then you've got Garrett Cole at the top. It doesn't get better. Cole's the best pitcher in baseball, period. Agreed. End of story. <laughs> There's no second, third. I don't know what we're talking about. Garrett Cole's the best pitcher of the game. He Crime. Just Crime that he didn't win Cy Young last year. Well, that's true. In my opinion. Well, it's I mean, we, you and I have talked about this. I, I mean, I, I still, Verlander to me, had an incredible year as well. But And it was a case to give it to Cole for sure. And if it had gone that way, that would have been fine. But the fact that it went to Verlander, Verlander had a really good year too. So to me, it was one or the other. It was half dozen of the other. One or the other was going to win it. And uh, I would probably would have voted Verlander. But the truth of the matter is I get the Cole thing for sure. And uh, he's a great player. And I'm really glad he's on our side. Personally, I'm glad he's a Yankee. So 
Uh, and he's a good guy, by the way. I mean, we, we met him at the presser, Kevin. We had a nice conversation with him. He's a good guy. Very much enjoy his company. Really good guy. And I, I enjoyed the conversation between um, Cole, Curry, and Cone, the three C's. That was a lot of fun. Did we ever air that, Flip? Yes, we did. We did? Okay. We aired it. We entered it as a special right before the camps closed because of COVID-19. Right before the, the, the spring training was closed down, we got it on the air, yes, and we ran it. And we, a couple of times, I think, in a span of one or two days, but it was on. And we'll rerun it in the course of a, the season somewhere. It's going to be a short season, Kevin. Two months is not a long time. You know, it's yeah. basically we'll be playing basically August and September and maybe a little bit in July, a week in July. So it'll go fast, and, you know, you just got to win. You got to throw a good start and win. The Yankees got a good shot at win. Yankees have, you know, an interesting team to me. Um, are there are a lot of players' positions that are terrific. A lot of positions we look at, and there's some question marks at those positions. And if the people who are question marks at those positions come through, the Yankees could be could be staggeringly good. I don't know if that's such a word as staggeringly, but staggeringly. Very, very I like that. Like, like staggeringly, staggeringly. See, I don't see it. I don't it's, see a lot of question marks. You know, well, first of all, there's rate, review, and subscribe, which we forgot to tell people. Oh, they're it good. It was rate, review, <laughs> and subscribe. What do we have to do? Rate, review, rate, and, review, subscribe. That's right. It's easy for you to say this. Rate, review, subscribe. We must do that. And uh, well, well, let's say, let's just put it like this. You know, first base, right? You got Void and you have Ford, right? As of now, right? Yes. That's your first base. You got a righty and you got a lefty, which is actually really good, particularly the fact that the Yankees don't have a lot of lefties in their lineup. So that a, someone like Ford is a dead pole sort of guy. <clears throat> Take advantage of that porch in right field, possibly, and he's done that. So I like his power. You know, I, neither one of them are going to win a gold glove for the position. They're not they're not elite defenders, but they both can hit. And, and uh, so, you know, you're, you're okay at first base. You got LeMayu right at second. He, you know, LeMayu is great. I mean, he's phenomenal. He had, he had a year that, uh, that surprised a lot of people. I mean, I, I mean, I knew him from Colorado. I watched him play before many times. I like him. I've always liked him. I, I, but I, I sort of side him I didn't know existed. I mean, he's really – and also he's really quite a leader. He's very quiet, but he's got quiet leadership. That's, well, that's like the him. thing. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing, right? So anyone who watches baseball knows how good he was in Colorado. Mm -hmm. I was nervous because of how quiet it is. When he came to the city, would he be able to handle it? And he just shattered all expectations. No doubt. I mean, he, uh, you know, he, he shattered the, you know, that, that moment. I mean, some players just have a hard time with New York. It doesn't mean that they can't play. They're actually really good players, but in the right environment, you know, Sonny Gray struggled in New York. Sonny Gray's a really good pitcher. He showed it. He's showing it in Cincinnati. He said yeah. New York was not his cup of tea. It just wasn't. So not everybody loves New York. So, you know, but but I tell you what, if you could survive in New York and flourish in New York, you could pitch anywhere and you'll be could be a real star. And uh, so any which way. So LeMayu has th thrived and had a, an MVP kind of season. And that home run right before the Altuve you know, home run up at Chapman, that home run got, it got lost somewhere that he hit. But that was one of the biggest hits in Yankee history. That home run that LeMayu hit. Had the Yankees won that oh, game, wow. was the seven, because of that hit on that home run, which you know tied the game at the time, Yankees were down to, I think it was two outs with the home run, so they were down to the last out. Uh, and he just, that was as clutch a hit. Every hit he got, you looked up, it was just clutch. He's just clutch. That's who he is. He's a great performer. He's a clutch player, really clutch. Yeah, yeah, completely agree. And I think if you keep going around the horn, right, so you have Glaber at short. Right, who's a, a superstar in waiting. You're happy there. 
Yeah. I'm going to say I don't love him as a shortstop. I know that might be heresy. I, I don't love him at short. He, he could play a respectable short. But I don't know that he's long term, that's what he's going to be. Because, I mean, he's, I, I think he's really a second baseman. But, I mean, he's filling in very admirably at short until the Yankees figure out what they're going to do at short. Or maybe they feel, given enough time and enough, you know, ground balls, he'll be okay. I mean, Jeter was awful when he came up as a shortstop. Terrible. But he, but he made himself into an elite defender, practicing day after day after day. After, after, literally, there were hundreds of balls set to him every day. He'll tell you this. I'm not telling anybody anything that hasn't been out there. And he actually went through that. And that's why he became the great player he became. Was but he really worked hard at it. You got to work hard. I'm, and I think Torres has a good work ethic. I'm not saying he doesn't. I'm just saying that he's as a shortstop. To me, he's a little behind the ball a little bit. I, I don't. I don't love him. Uh, but he gets the job done. He gets it done for sure until we can figure out what else we're going to do. But right now, as the shortstop, he's fine. And obviously, his bat is just explosive. There it is. Yeah. He's got great bats. But the bats through the zone is incredible. That speed. And you know he's he's got a great eye, great eye to eye, eye to eye. I'll be right, eye to hand coordination, and uh, he's a terrific player. He really is, and he's one of those players I hope the Yankees sign as quickly as they can long term because you need to sort of tie him up and make sure he's a Yankee. Yeah, he's a priority, I yes. think, in my mind. And then you go to third base, which potentially is a battle, Urshela yeah. and Andrew I mean, it was. Hart. It was going to be. I don't know what's happened to uh, to change that. I mean, Andahar has spent the last couple of months. I'm sure he's played put in a garage, fielding balls, or people hitting balls in, you know, in some uh, facilities, high school gym or something, where uh, indoors where he can, you know, whatever. But he's got he's, his hitting, his ability to hit is is non-peril, as we say. It's non-peril. Non-peril. He was an infielder for the White Sox in the 50s. Non-peril. No. Is that Italian? I think it's non-peril is the, how you pronounce it. I mean, right. it means without without peers or something. It's French, I think. What does it sound like to you? Non-peril. What do you think that is? I don't know. I'm not good with words. And you're the editor of the website. <laughs> that tells me a lot right there. I'm just messing around. Yeah. What is, you know, non-peril? You know what that means? No, Sam Pellegrino? No, why don't you look it up? Look up non-peril. I don't even know how to spell that. All right, hold on. Non-peril. <laughs> you know, not O-N-peril. I don't know. What do I know? P-A-R or something or other. E-I-L maybe? Uh, oh, yeah, there it is. Google, it? right? What's it say? Without, without peers? What was it say? Uh, having no match. Unrivaled. There you go. Wow. How about that? Did I pronounce it correctly? Non-peril? Is that how it's pronounced? Uh, wow. Now you're here. I'll play it and see if it. Oh, it's in my headphones. Non-peril is what they say. Non-peril. That's a spirito word right there. Oh, I can't use it then. <laughs> yeah, I can't use it. <laughs> uh, not like Spirito. Uh, I love him. You know that. Yeah, I know you do. You know, you don't have a lot of friends, so you don't have a lot of choice. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, no. let's go around the horn. Let's continue no, going let's around finish, the horn. Let's, let's finish Spirito. I, I like Spirito. I really do. He worked here. My name is Michael, and he worked here. And he was uh, he he had your job before you had it. Correct. Fair say. No, very fair to say. Yes. And, and he, so he was my boss for 12 yes, years. He's a good guy. He really knows his stuff, but he's incredibly easy to tease. And that's what we did for all the time was we just teased him. And, you know, part of a good environment and a work, a work environment, a good place is the ability to tease. But, you know, tease in a way where everybody understands it's just teasing and, you know, and, and not go across any lines or whatever. But but he was a lot of fun and we enjoyed having him around. And he's, he's, uh, he's uh, what is he doing now? Private equity and stuff? Yeah, something with all that money. 
Yeah, uh, listen, he, he's uh, he's very good at math and he's very good at uh, strategy and he's going to be very good for whatever company he's in. If he's not, he may be working for himself, but we should put down a list of things that we have to find him and see how he's doing. So put that down on your list somewhere. Okay. I will write that down. I will All say right. that he's probably among the smartest people I know. He probably is. You know. That's why when you say non-pareal, I think of him. Spirito. Yeah. Okay. It's a spirit word, you said. That's how we got into that, that thing. But anyway. <laughs> We're morphing, of course, here. What else we got here? Catcher, Gary Sanchez. I mean, you're good. I've gone all the way around, and yeah. we have no holes. I can't find the holes well, you're talking about. Well, uh, well, okay. I mean, Sanchez got better defensively last year. He's blocking balls much better. Uh, I don't think he's an elite defensive catcher. I think he's got a really strong arm. I think he's blocking better. And But really, I mean, what will determine his fate is the ability to stay on the field. He's got to stay on the field. And if he stays on the field, he could hit 40 homers a year. He could hit 50 homers a year. He's, he's got monster power. And, you know, he's he's terrific, but he's got to stay on the field. And like I said, as a defender, he's okay. As an offensive force, he's great. But he's got to stay on the field. What does he have to do? Stay on the field. Judge, same thing. Judge is, I mean, obviously when he's healthy, he's one of the best players in the game. you got to stay healthy. you got to stay on the field. If well, that he does takes us to the outfield. Right. Okay. Take us to the outfield. Gardner, you know, Gardner is getting older. Gardner is a, has a great clubhouse presence not a good one a great one people really like playing around him with him he's a leader in every respect he plays really hard and he's got he still has things left in the tank he can still play but you know it's it's a situation like anything else and uh, if he, he's got to stay healthy too everything comes down to health yankees defined you know, defined it two years ago was the uh, the il if you will i mean they just populated that like no team in history so they got to stay off the IL. That's part of what they need to do, and especially the older players. And 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 obviously Gardner's one of them. He has to stay healthy because he plays center field. If you need him to play left or right, particularly left, if he's a Gold Glove left fielder, you know, yeah. so he gives you a lot. He just has to stay on the field. Again, we're talking about staying on the field, right? You know, so that's talk- probably the question mark you're talking about, right? Like, so if he stays yeah. on the field, we're in a good good spot. It's really Judge and Sanchez. Who this is their year. This is their year to step out and show what they got. Judge has already done one year before he got hurt where he showed you what he's capable of doing, which is re- rewriting history. That's how capable he is. But if he's got to stay healthy, stay on the field. Stay healthy, stay on the field. The Yankees are a different team with Judge and Sanchez than they are without them. Much different. So you, Because they're anchors of your offense, really. I mean, Torres right. is great. LeMayu is great. But, you know, that, you know, but having those two play to their potential stands another one. If Stan could get on the field and write himself, he could play the way he's capable of. I mean, Yankees with a healthy stand, a healthy judge, healthy Sanchez. I mean, they match up against anybody in baseball. You can tell me three better middle middle lineup guys. Three. Yeah, no one no one matches up with them. At no, that no one does. So, uh, that, but again, health, 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 and more health. And then the beauty, though, is the Yankee system. I I, I don't want to like take a left turn, but they're so deep where that's okay, right? I don't want to say okay, but Talkman comes in and fills the void, right? Like th- those are fines that Cashman is like known for. Talkman, right? Like right. no one knew who he was. Amazing year last year. He he really did, and you know he was known as a glove. Yankees need another outfielder. He was a good glove guy. Nobody really thought he would hit much, and he actually hit a lot. He's a he's a pretty solid player, as it turns out. He really is. They the Yankees do a great job with it. They don't do a good job. A great job they do of mining and finding talent, and they see things in players that no one in the organization see. So I give Cash and his and his staff a lot of credit. They they do an amazing job. They just do. You know, but but you know, 
again, it comes down to, it, uh, like anything else, it always comes down to health. If you can stay healthy and be on the field, the Yankees have a very good chance. But, but again, to me, you know, the judge has got to play and Sanchez has to play and, and Stanton should play. And, you know, you get them in, this is a very different team, my friend, than without them. So Yankees need health. They need a little luck and need some health. But, but they have a lot of talent. There's no question. They do. And we haven't even brought up Clint Frazier. We haven't brought up Tyler Wade. We haven't brought up a whole bunch of these guys that are there if you need them. Luke Voigt is one of those guys you're talking about. Luke Voigt is one of those guys, that a Cashman guy. Right. I mean, you know, they, they did a very, uh, like I said, the Yankee uh, people do an incredible job of finding talent or seeing talent in players that the other teams have given up on or don't really see that much. And the Yankees are pretty good in trades, too, of extracting that extra player that, again, doesn't seem seems like a throw-in, but they turn out to be stars. So, you know, Cameron Maben was the number one pick by the Tigers and had all the potential in the world and never quite realized it and then got brought back by the Yankees and, and all it had was terrific. He, he was such a great contributor to the Yankee cause. And, you know, he's moved on now, but, but he's got talent, a lot of talent. And, again, a lot of people didn't see him ever playing with regularity again. He got a chance to play because of injuries and play with regularity. He shines. So you got to make the most of your opportunity when you get it. You just do. And uh, well, they have a lot of good farm talent, uh, but they've, they've also used a lot of talent. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do. Catchers are great. They keep drafting catchers left and right and center and all over the place. Uh, <laughs> because, the, you know, you get catching is a hard position to fill. And you get some that you, it's also Sanchez insurance, one. And two, if it's not Sanchez insurance, it's great trade material because everybody wants a good it. catcher. Yeah. So, you know, want to develop I'm it. a firm believer of um, one. I like the idea of drafting catchers, like you said, for that reason, they're hard to find. And two, best available, best athlete on the board, because what you just said, you can trade him, you can flip him for at the deadline. If you need a pitcher, you flip him. Amen to that. Amen to that. So to take it all full circle, 60 game season, it will be a fun season without a doubt. It'll be a sprint. It'll be historic. I think it'll be something we're going to be talking about for decades um, for a variety of reasons. Um, it's like the senior staff like that. It's like the senior staff. We'll be talking about it for decades. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Flip said that, not me. Yes, Flip said that. I, I own it. I said it. Uh, <laughs> I'm just teasing all my compatriots and fellow uh, uh, yes folks. Uh, like I told you, it's meeting in the morning, and it's insane. It's uh, just a free for all. But we have a lot to discuss, and no one's bashful about throwing their opinion around. It would just no, good. You not... want that in an organization. You want to be able to say your piece, and you know, and whether it's you know right, it's wrong. Well, it's wrong. But everybody needs to sort of have the freedom to say what they need to say, and that way, an organization grows, it changes, it grows, it morphs over time. We're at a really good place with yes, and we've survived a lot of what's happened this year. I mean, we're kind of come out of this on the other side and we're going to have it more than well. So and I'm excited by that prospect, but it's been a crazy time. There's no doubt. And this crazy time in the world. And I just hope wherever people are, they're, they're, they're happy and they're secure and they're safe in a, you know, an environment that's not always safe. And, you know, please be safe. We do the right thing. My old man, my first to say my late father's birthday yesterday, by the way, uh, used to say, uh, you know, you, you're, you're not. You're. It's. You're right. I'm saying. You're. You're. You're never wrong if you're right. If you do the right thing, you'll never be wrong. Meaning, if you do the right thing, you'll never be wrong. And you know, I know right thing is always subjective, but I must tell you, it's true. If you start, you want to do the right thing in life, you will. Uh, you won't be wrong. 
He also used to say, if it was easy, I would do it myself. Yes, he'd say that to me all the time. If it's and flip, <laughs> JJ, but it was JJ, John Chosen. Oh, JJ. Yeah, don't tease oh, me. Yeah. They'll bring up the no, seat. No, 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 no. It's the last thing no, bring no. up. Okay. Uh, no. But John Joseph for uh, for uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I told you a very famous jazz musician. Yeah, Flip yeah. Phillips, very famous. I, I, he's on Wikipedia. I looked him up. Yeah, I looked him up. No, but I only bring up the if it was easy, I'd do it myself yeah. line because I told that to my son a couple of days ago, and I said, Flip's yeah. father used to tell him that all the time. <laughs> and he said, "So, <laughs> what do you say? Walk. Yeah, they walk. There you go. He buried his head in his phone and." Yeah, it stayed there. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, well, we land this plane. What do you think? No, come on, we got more to do. What more you all right, 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 right. So let me do. We this. Haven't been on in weeks. I mean, remember we got remember we got this great thing coming up. We're starting baseball. It's gonna be exciting. You know, hopefully we get we stay on the field. That's the thing. Stay healthy. Stay on the field. But it could be a lot of fun. Looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. Different kind of season, like a season we've never seen before. We've seen truncated seasons before, but not like this. And it's very unique for lots of reasons, and it's also very historic. So it's it'd be interesting to see who gets off to a great start, who stays really hot, who can dominate in this situation, and also who can adapt to the the new players in the divisions, because the divisions are very much mix and match now. You know, so that's going to be interesting as well. I mean, uh, trade deadline, as you said, in August is okay. That's interesting, but you know, I see. I would say I wouldn't even have a trade deadline. I wouldn't. I mean, I would in a regular season, not in a season like this. I would say, okay, break camp and let's see what you got. I, I that to me, if you go to experiment, try different things. Try that. You know, it's like a, oh, a challenge wow, to wow. a team. No, I get it. I, I like. Don't get me wrong. But by the way, we didn't talk about the DH. We never got to talk about the DH. Right? Yeah. I mean, we talked about it a ton last time. I'll talk about it more if you want. Well, suppose um, people didn't hear the last one. They're, they're being well. If that's the case, disenfranchised. Go back and download. No, go back and download it, but I will give you my my overall. As you content. rate, review, and subscribe, you mean? Rate, review, podcast? subscribe, download, right. listen. Yes, you got a lot Dan to do. I people. Dan Bisson on that all the time. Rate, review, and subscribe. And they and Danny is our he's our like our chief engineer. He's a quasi producer. I really use the word quasi there. I would accentuate the quasi part. But he's a good guy, <laughs> and uh, he, he's been with us. He was with us for a long time, and then he left to. You know, an ill-gotten another job that really wasn't suited for it. He's so much happier being back here, so it's all good. Uh, no, I made that part up. He's just great. He's just wonderful to work with, and and I'm so happy he's part of Yes again. So, um, you like that, Danny? So, they like that. I swear, I love you like it. Your- Thank you. I, pr- I love okay, being back. You you're welcome. I, I'm glad you're back. We missed you. It wasn't the same place without you. Dan Bison, everybody. Okay. Uh- <laughs> Are we done now? We played Danny. We talked about it. Okay. Well, speaking of quasi producers, yeah. um, two days ago, I actually was on the phone with Jason Marshall, our old quasi producer. Who's Jason Marshall? Yeah, already. How quickly you forget? I really did. <laughs> I oh, I love Jason. So, so what's he doing now? I don't know what he's doing. Where do you go? He's working somewhere, doing something. I don't know. We gave him a chance to come back too. Yeah, he said uh, I'm good. Okay. Well, what can you do? <laughs> Things yeah. work out the way in life. Uh, but no, he's a good guy and uh, another good guy. I mean, we're fortunate. We have a lot of good people to work with, lots of good people. And, you know, I'm not saying they don't exist in other places. Of course they do. But it seems like we have a dis- disproportionate amount of really good people. That, yes, we just do. They're dedicated about their jobs. They really care about the company. They care about each other. And there's a lot of, you know, com- camaraderie. I mean, it's important to have 
a good spirit at work. It's a good work, good work environment. You know, we can not everything can be perfect. Always going to have issues, some issues, but you know, we've done a good job with this. And I'm very that to me is the most pleasing thing when I look at everybody. You know, and I say these they've been with us a long time, and we've all grown together, and it's been nice, nice thing. Well, it's going to sound like um, what's the word? It's going to sound like um, brown nosing. That's the word. But, you know, it starts at the top and then it trickles down. That's the reason why I think yes is the way it is. Right. So it's people like you and leadership who who support oh, this type of culture. Thank you. That's nice to say. But, uh, you know, you could you could set all the mandates you want. You still have to have the right people who fit something you're going to have a vision, but if you don't have the right people and we were lucky to, to get the right people, you're one of the right people. I mean, Dan is one of the right, we're lucky to get the kind of people we have who, like I said, are very good at what they do, really care about the product, really care that it's quality driven and they're good people, they're good individuals. So when you get that, you can't miss, you know, it's easy to, to, to do anything. You can conquer anything when you have a roster like that. So we're fortunate we have those, those kind of people here. And those kind of people are going to be busy for two months. Oh my Jesus. And oh. We ever nonstop between the Yankees, the Nets, the NYCFC, that's our soccer team, and the Liberty, which is the WNBA team. So we have a lot. And they've got uh, uh, Sabrina, right? Yeah, Ionescu. She's, right, yeah. Ionescu. Is that her name? That's her name? Ionescu? I think, I think it's pronounced so. Ionescu. Yeah. And uh, she's, the best, she's the best player in the country. And she's gonna she's gonna help bring your championship to the Liberty Watch. Yeah, she will. And she had a great interview on draft night with Chris Sheeran on our Instagram. Yes, I'm um, sure. Chris really dragged it out of her. He was just he was just <laughs> Chris was masterful in that role. Masterful. Well, what I what I really liked about it one, Chris, you're right. He was masterful. He was. He was good. She was Derek Jeter esque in her answers, <laughs> and I mean that meaning like. She knew what she wanted to say and she said it and she said it well and then she stopped, right? Like she was almost as if she was trained already, but she was a college girl, like 20 year pro, she sounded like. But you see, like everybody grows up fast these days because you put in a spotlight. She's been put in a media spotlight because of how terrific a player she's always been. So you kind of grow with that, then you get to the big time, which is the, in, in in that profession, her profession, it's the WNBA. And, you know, it, it give her, and I will tell you, everybody who, who's seen her and, and knows the game has said to me, she is going to dominate it. She's just going to dominate it. So she will be a force in New York. Just wanting to be a force, to be a force in New York is another thing. And she will be that force. So it's going to be exciting to watch the Liberty play. It's going to be exciting to see NYC FC back on the field. It's going to be exciting to see the Nets. They've got, you know, a handful of games. And then they'll be in the playoffs. And, you know, uh, we have the we have those handful of games. And we have the first round, mostly on yes. So that's going to be exciting. Um, I'm looking forward to all that we're going to bring to, you know, people's homes who haven't had sports in a while. And it's exciting to be part of the group that's going to spearhead this and, and bring it to your home, people's homes. And uh, it means a lot. That's a that's not that's not a responsibility we take lightly here. And uh, it's going to be like a lot of fun for all of us. So I hope you enjoy it. And I hope we can meet your expectations with our people. Exciting. You said I completely agree. I think I'm a little proud to be part of the yes at this point, more proud than I think I have been in the past. And uh, I think on that note, Flip, what do you think? Or do you, do you want to tell me what you're doing for July 4th? What? 
It's a different kind of. I'm going to go plane landing. I'm going to land the plane. Let's land it. Let's I'm land, land it. The aircraft. I don't know. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I I like to boat. I like to go out in the, the sand, the beach, you know, that kind of stuff. And you know, as long as we, we're COVID protected for the, to do the things we need to do to stay safe. You know, my two young two young boys, my two sons are married and have a granddaughter. And, you know, we got a lot going on, so it's exciting for us, and it's exciting to. You know, to uh, it's same time to work in the business right now too, because uh, whatever comes out of wherever this ends, and it's going, I think it's going to end fine. I really do, but it's been tough. It's been a tough road for so many ways for so many people that when we do get relief and this thing finally does subside, and it will, it will one way or the other. Once that happens, I think people will hope there's lessons there that people learned, and they will look back and they will never forget those lessons because, you know, this is something even in tragedy and a crisis, you know, interesting to get a silver lining sometimes. Because you have to find a silver lining, even in bad situations. And the silver lining here is that people have learned a lot, and hopefully we'll stay. We'll go, won't go back to some of the practices that we had on pollution, pollution the world, and things like that. I mean, the world is a different place when they're not running all the industrial stuff, right? I don't want to get too preachy here, but we have a responsibility for the planet. We have a responsibility to our kids and try and pass along the best planet that we can. So I'm not making any judgments about anything. I'm just saying that's the way I feel. I like your outlook. It's it's a glass half full outlook. Now it's an opportunity to right some wrongs. You know what? I'm gonna. I'm now. You've got. Te- I got tears in my eyes now, Kevin. You're just doing it to me now. So we need to land the plane. You know, <laughs> land it for for Dan Bassone and for Kevin Sullivan and for um, the, all of us at Yes and for myself. And uh, we please watch our Yankee coverage starting. We believe on Sunday. Uh, tune in late in the afternoon so you'll watch see a lot of things that are fun. And uh, going forward, we'll be doing the same thing every night. We'll be doing bringing the games to you, the interest games that the Yankees will be playing against each other, and we'll be bringing the various practices that they have, and it's fun. Those of you who don't get a chance to look into that little world that the Yankees are, you'll get a chance to see it here, and uh, it's exciting. So in the words of Ashley Fugazi, it's time to land the plane. We'll see you as soon as we can, and uh, thanks for being with us. And remember, rate, review, subscribe. We'll talk to you. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.